0: But the past two, three weeks have been have really been life-changing for me. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. It's like there's a there's something new that the Lord is doing in my heart. And the other day, uh must have been about five, six days ago, I guess, I don't know. I was sitting somewhere and 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 I I felt and I like I heard the Lord say this to me. He said what message are you carrying? And and uh, I, I was I was pondering that because I I I responded. I said, well, well, what do you like? What do you mean, God? Like, what am I carrying? Like, the normal response we would say, well, it's the good news, right? It's the good news, and or or it's 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 identity, or it's 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 restoration, or you know, or most of us would say, well, it's the kingdom. That's the message, right? And he said, no. What message are you carrying? And I just, I began to weep, man. Because I know it sounds really simple. And I know it sounds like, like, okay, that's just a surface question. But it rocked me to the core. I'm like, And I just began to weep. I'm like, God, what? What do you what do you mean? And you know, we I believe that we go we go in our life in, in in times and seasons. Every one of us, we 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 function in times and seasons in our life. And uh we see in ecclesiastic uh, for those if you can get the word up for us, but in ecclesiastic chapter three, I'm gonna start at verse one that says to everything, there is a season. A time for every purpose under heaven. A time to be born. A time to die. A time to plant. And a time to pluck what is planted. Man. A time to kill a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to refrain, refrain from embracing. A time to gain, a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to throw away. A time to tear, and a time to sew. And there's a time to keep silent and a con- and a time to speak so this morning every one of us in here is in is in our own season in our life in our own walk with the lord every one of us my my walk is going to be different than your walk it doesn't make it better doesn't make it worse it just makes it different yeah. but the question that i feel like the lord is asking us today Is what message are you carrying? What's inside of you right now? Um, I I remember a story, and maybe y'all have heard me tell this story before, but it was I heard Rick Joyner from Morning Star Ministries, he once shared this story and and his story said that we go through seasons in our life where, where we get saved, and we're so excited about about being saved. It's it's the convert stage where we get saved, and all we we're just so excited, and all we do is tell everybody about Jesus. I, I mean, I, you can tell it's like sometimes it's those people that have just gone out of prison. And they're full of the love of God. They're full of zeal and their passion. And they're like, brother, let me tell you about God. And they're like, bam, 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 bam. They're like, holy ghost, right? That's the new convert stage, right? And then we go to the stage in our life where all we want to do is learn. Learn. Where all we want to do is learn and like we're we're in our word and we're we're reading the word and it's coming alive and we're watching videos and we're on YouTube and we're we're reading menus and teaching and all these things that are happening. Like we can't get enough. Right? I feel like I'm still there. We can't get enough. And that's the disciple stage, the discipleship stage. Like we're we're constantly wanting more. You're hungry. You know, then we go to the stage of servant, being servants, and the servanthood, and and those are those people that all they want to do is serve. Brother, what what do you need? Let let me just help you. Whatever it is, I just want to serve. I don't care what it is. What do you need done do to the church? I'll wash the toilets. I'll do this. It doesn't matter. I just want to serve. What can I do to help? I just want to serve unto the Lord, whatever it is. That's the servanthood point of our walk. Seasons. We go through seasons. And it doesn't matter about the order because you can have it. But then we get to that, to being a friend of God. And what the friend of God is, it's, it's that, those that are hearing the secrets of God. It, he, he's sharing the most intimate, intimate things with you. And, and it's like there's an intimacy between you and the Father that is, just it's, it's undeniable. It's the friends of God. Because the word says that he likes to share his secrets with his friends. And the way that he described it was, he said, and then we have those that when you invite them to a, a back, backyard swimming pool party, they're the ones that are walking on the water. He said, and these are the ones that are called the sons of God. Because they know the authority that they carry and the manifest presence and the manifest authority of heaven is on them the sons and daughters of god these are walks and these are seasons in our lives oh, holy ghost we we came to ohio s- several years back and Prior to us coming to Ohio, our ministry was it really consisted of traveling the world, traveling the nation. We did we saw pockets of revival all over the United States of America. We saw a move of God in India. We we saw God do amazing things all over. And 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 in that season, like our our call was like to see revival manifested everywhere we go. Like, listen, and it, it's so different now. I'm just. I'm going to give you a different perspective, because back then, as we would travel, we would go. We would we would release a fire from heaven, and we would go to these places, and then it was like we would leave, and the pastors would go, and they would kind of have to have to deal with what's going on, and and I understand that now. I didn't understand it then. And I remember being, uh, I remember one of my my, my years of of in servanthood and uh, watching the leadership. When somebody would want to come in and minister, they were like, well, it's not the season for that right now. It's not time for that. And I never understood what they really meant by that. But I'm going to tell you what, we have to come, we have to be protective of the season at hand and what God is wanting to release in the season and in the house. Because what happens is, somebody can come in and they release a DNA that's not of the Father's heart. And it'll actually sustain the growth of revival in the nation and in our city. So we have to protect what God's doing. Our, 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 season was, was seeing pockets of revival, and we saw We've seen miracles, uh, miracles of the Lord. Creative miracles, things that, that I never could imagine. I've I've seen it happen. I've seen eyes scales fall off. I've seen arms and legs grow. I've seen eyeballs grow like literally. I'm not making this stuff up. It's real. When the kingdom of heaven is at hand, the kingdom becomes demonstrated. I'm not talking about a churchy church thing, but the kingdom. It's a different, it's a different message. It really is. We see and, and we come now we're in Ohio and the way God did it was just crazy. Here we are in Bryan, and it's still crazy. And we're just hanging out in the glory, like, oh, Lord, what do you want to do? But the season that we're in now, see, it's always been about, in my language, in my language, I would say things like, we're going to go after the one. That we're going to go after the one. and you know guys i'm I'm just gonna be transparent this morning with you guys and and uh right. the Lord has uh really been messing with me in a good way awesome. you, you know um. What message are you carrying? And I asked the Lord, Lord, what, what message am I carrying? Jesus. You know, we, we start this, we, we started the pantry. <laughs> you know, God's a good God. Yeah. <laughs> He's so good. And and even this morning, <laughs> you know that he's in the details about things of our lives. Everything, guys. I, I need you to know this. It's important. You know, I'm going to share something personal right now. And doctors have diagnosed me with, like, neuropathy in my hands. I'm believing for healing. But I don't have feeling in my hands. I haven't had feelings in my hands for a long time. And it's painful. And I can't at times even do my own buttons because I can't feel when I'm trying to do my shirt. And I have to ask for help from my wife, my boys. And I hate it. Hate it. And I was uh I was sitting there this morning. <laughs> okay, so um this is I'm I'm letting you my life right here, guys, right? All right, here we go. Come on. This is it, this is real as it gets. So my wife will ask me, what shirt do you want to wear today? I'm like, Whichever one fits me, darling. <laughs> whichever one fits me. <laughs> And uh so today I got this amazing Harley shirt that I love and fits me really good I think if it's okay. But these buttons are loose. Like they're really loose, which means that they always come undone. So whenever I wear this shirt, I would always wear this shirt open because it just it, it just pops open without anything because they're like it's open. And uh I'm worshiping there. <laughs> because he's a good God. Listen, I'm going somewhere with this. I really am. I'm standing there and I'm worshiping and I'm 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 just giving everything to the Lord. And I look down and I see my buttons, my bottom three buttons are open. they they're open again. And I go, oh, Lord. You know, so I'm I'm trying to button them with my hand, but I can't feel. And and my sons are in the back, and my wife's worshiping. I'm not going to ask, and I'm about to get on there, and I'm like, I'm going to look stupid, God. I'm just being honest. I'm going to look silly up there. My buttons are going to be all popped open and looking kind of crazy. So I'm trying to button them up, and I can't. I just couldn't do it. So I said, well, whatever. And I just started worshiping the Lord. And I said, Lord, and they started to sing this song. You are good, good, oh, yeah, you are good, good, oh, yeah, come on. Oh, you're never going to give up, you're never, (laughs) I feel the glory, guys, I'm telling you, and I, I go like this, you're so good, God. And I realize all my buttons are buttoned. All the way down. <laughs> Listen, he's in the details, man. It may not be a big deal for you, but for me it's huge. Because that's something that... It might be a scoop of ice cream for you. True story. My wife loves ice cream. My wife loves ice cream. One day she said, man, I just wish some ice, we had some ice cream. Literally, somebody comes knocking on the door. Hey, somebody just dropped off like five gallons. You want some? What? <laughs> True story. Look, I've been asking the Lord for a new coffee machine. Simple. My God, I just need seen a new coffee machine. I've been meeting with all these pastors, and, and I, I go to their churches. They got these nice offices, and they got a nice Keurig. And I'm like, man, they come in my office, they got nothing. <laughs> I said, Lord, just give me a little, I need a little Keurig or something. So they come, and they do a delivery for the food pantry. And the guy says, hey, I got a big, old, what do they call those things, Uh a crate filled with stuff. Do you want it? They said, well, I said, Well, what's in this? Oh, I don't know. All kinds of stuff. I said, Yeah, sure, man. Come on. We opened it up, and guess what's there? A brand new Keurig machine. <laughs> and coffee. Five boxes or so. He's in the details, man. We got a box, lots of boxes of toys, brand new in the box. Isn't that awesome? I just wanted to share that because I need you to know that he's a good God. He really is. Jesus. Holy Ghost. Um, You know i to get back. These past couple of weeks have just been, um, they've been really, really awesome. I've been undone with the Lord, and there's going to be some things that I'll be able to share, and there's a lot that I'm kind of processing, and we'll release in the weeks to come. But one of the things that I heard the Lord say, and I want to share this. The Lord says, I'm taking you through the deepest channels of my heart. He says he desires the bride. He says there must be a cry for healing, for restoration, and repentance. And repentance. And you know that word repentance? It's become a bad word. It's become a bad word. Man. The Lord says, many have spoken on my behalf with idle words. We've spoken with our own understanding, and we've given earthly interpretations to a heavenly language. And I want to read this again because it's, when the Lord told me this, it broke me. It messed me up. And he says, many have spoken on my behalf, and you've spoken with idle words. You've spoken in your own understanding. You've spoken with an earthly interpretation for a heavenly, for for something that's heavenly, like a heavenly language. And I'm like, God, I've been guilty. I've been guilty. Lord, I repent, God. Like I'm, what if we got it all wrong? What if we have it all wrong? What if I'm gonna take that? We do have it all wrong because many of us have we have a belief system in our mind because of what we read, because uh, what we've seen on studies, things we see on TV things that we see on YouTube, and we create our own belief systems, and we begin to put an interpretation to something that makes sense to us, but it's not the Father's heart. It's not the Father's heart. We give our own understanding. We give our own interpretation to something the Father's not even saying, and then we stamp Jesus on it. we look at the american church we we have misrepresented the father's heart we've made it about something else what's the message that you're carrying today Instead of us being loved to people who are hurting, we've been the judge and jury. Come on. Oh, I'm not going to, I can't hang out with that one. I can't do this. And instead of being love to a, a body, to a people that need Jesus, we become the judge and the jury and we judge them. And guess what? They don't encounter the love of God, but they have condemnation. What message are we carrying? Is your message of love or is it of condemnation? Well, the Bible says, the Bible says, the Bible says. Yeah, the Bible says. But the Bible says love. Over all things, the first commandment of God, of Jesus, is what? Love the Lord. And then he says, love thy neighbor. Christians. Listen, in this message, this is just a small piece of what the Lord's been dealing with me on. But Christians, believers, have become so full of self-righteousness that instead of allowing Holy Spirit to bring a holy conviction, we bring Condemnation. (sighs) Yeah, we're doing a good thing. We're telling him about God. We're telling him about Jesus. But in the process of us telling him about Jesus, we're beating him on the head. (laughs) And in our eyes, oh, well, I'm doing the Father's work. listen, y'all got to please hear my heart. Hear my heart. I remember sitting in a, in a church as a young youth, hearing the preacher minister, and there was something that happened to me in my spirit in my in my body i felt a conviction of the lord come upon me and i didn't even know what it was but i was like man he's talking to me like that something inside of me that was he was talking to me and it was a it was a conviction of the Holy Spirit and I didn't know it that that led me to repentance that led me to the love of the Father it was a conviction of the Lord What's your message that you're carrying today What are you carrying Our evangelism has become, (laughs) I'm right, you're wrong. Here's a track, brother. Here's a track. You better come to Jesus you're going to go to hell. What message are we carrying? I get it. I get it. I understand it. Listen, I'm just... Ah, Lord. Where's the love? Where's the love of the Father? The Lord has just placed an overwhelming conviction inside of me right now. For souls and for harvest, for people that are lost people that listen to this has to be our cry guys this has to be a cry for our generation this has to be a cry for our people for people in the city for the state in the nation if we cannot love people how do we expect to see revival hit this land america needs revival and it's going to be the church that has to rise up because if we're too busy Beating people on the head. How can we be loved to a generation that is dying? I'm not mad. I'm passionate. I promise I'm not mad. But I want you to feel my heart. Jesus. Holy oh, no. Ghost. The Lord led me to this nugget. And it's out of the Matthew 22. And we know it because we just said it. I'm reading 37. It says, Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. And all your soul and with all of your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. That word soul, it literally means breath. You shall love the Lord With all your breath. All that is within you. You shall love the Lord with all of your breath. Even till it's... You're not getting it. Jesus. All of our breath, God. The word mind, it means understanding and intellect. So he says, you shall love the Lord with all of your breath, everything that's inside of you. And then you shall love him with all understanding with every part of intellectual properties that are in your body. All of you. That's pretty precise. The love of God is the first and the great commandment and it's a sum of all the commands. Wow. Well, our love of the Lord, you know, it, it's hard to believe somebody loves you when they're so awful to you. Right? You know, I love you. Well then act like it. So it's hard to believe somebody loves you when all they do is show you something different. That's why you see that in families that are dysfunctional times. You see parents and and, and fathers that are that are horrible to their children. They do things in their families, whether it's beating them or hurting them or, or some kind of abuse, mental or physical. And they hurt the families. But everything that comes out of their mouth is, I love you. I love you. Oh, I so love you. But the person, the kid's understanding of love is so distorted. Like, if you love me, why do you do that? If you love me, why do you continue to hurt me? When we say we love people, the love of God, don't let it be of just words. It has to be real. When you meet people on the streets, do they see the love of God in you? What message are you carrying? I want you to ask that question because I believe that's something the Lord's asking us today. What are you carrying? I'm not asking what doctrine you believe. Well, in the Holy This or the Holy Bible and first something this. No, that's not what I'm saying. What message are you carrying? Because if it's not the Father's heart, it's the wrong message. It's the wrong message. Our evangelism and our message, listen, our message, our evangelism should always start at, for God so loved the world. That's it. That's where our evangelism has to be. Meet them where they're at. Guess what? The sinner knows they're sinners. They know what they're dealing with. They know what they're in bondage to. Our evangelism has to start with, for God so loved the world. Because what did he do? He gave his only son. I'm going to give a couple of scriptures and I'm going to pray us out. Come on up here. Peter. We see Jesus in Matthew 9.36. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them. They were weary and they were scattered like sheep. Having no shepherd, then he said to his disciples, the harvest is truly plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out the laborers into his harvest. We're the laborers. It's harvest time. It's harvest time. But you can't be sent out. Come on. Isaiah Isaiah 60, what? Here I am, Lord. Send me. Send me, God. I'll go. But you can't go if your message is distorted. You can't go if you don't have a message of who God is and who he is and his love. His love. Jesus was physically he was visibly moved by sinners lack of guidance and direction if y'all can shut that music off in the back please Luke eight forty through forty six you can see that Jesus was not isolated from sinners but he allowed the crowds to crush against him. Sometimes we we, we think we're too good. Some of us are only Christians in church. Matthew 6.30, we see Jesus and his disciples came to, they became physically tired for ministering amongst sinners. There's a harvest waiting. There's people out there right now in this city, in this state that are waiting for you and I to be loved to them. They don't care about what you what you believe. Quit trying to make them church members. Quit trying to make them little yous. They just want to know that there's somebody who loves them. That would give their only son to take away their sins. In Matthew 9:35, Jesus gave all his time to travel where the sinners were. He went to them. We see people on the streets that we know are broken. They got bottles in their hand, they're drunk, and they're this and that. And we just walk by them, oh honey, look at that. Some of them are even our own family members. Luke 19, 5 through 7, we see, Jesus even receives hospitality from those that are locked in sin. Mark 2.15. Jesus gives hospitality for those who are in sin. What is hospitality? It's not condemnation. We see in Mark 630, Jesus fed hungry people instead of sending them away to go buy their own food. In Matthew 9 and John 11, Jesus showed compassion for sinners by healing the sick and raising the dead. that let that mess with somebody's theology He was raising the dead of people who didn't believe nah. Come on that's going to mess with somebody Matthew 8:16 Jesus freed the sinners from being controlled by demonic devils in their life Why loved them, right? John 8, 1 through 11, Jesus gives freedom to sinners who are in bondage. Cause, come on, do you see the pattern? You want to see revival? Really? Listen, I do. But it takes all of us in here. Every one of you, the laborers. Because the harvest is ready, and they're waiting. The earth is eagerly waiting for the sons. I see sons and daughters in here. It's time. What's your message? What are you carrying? Is God mad? Well, God's mad. No, he's not mad. He's not an angry God. Matthew 4, 13 through 16, Jesus reaches out to different cultures and languages and different groups of Galilee of the Gentiles. In John 10, Jesus saw himself as a good shepherd for sinners who allowed him to lead them. And here we go. In Luke 23, 33, Jesus forgave sinners who persecuted and killed him. Let's just stand this morning. Jesus. Thank you, Father. Lord, I just pray, God, right now, even as we stand here, Father, that we would begin to evaluate even our own walks, Lord. Lord, what have you put in our hearts, God? What's the message that we're carrying Lord, that when you send us, God, what's coming out of us, God? Is it you that's, been, that's coming out, Lord? Father, we just. Lord, I, I repent, God. I repent, God, of, of things I might have said, Lord. Lord, that I might have said, God, that were, that we're wrong or misleading, God. Lord, make us hungry for the harvest. Make us hungry for souls, God. Make us hungry, God, for revival, Lord. Lord, we don't want to just do church, God. But, Lord, make us hungry, God, for who you are, Lord. Lord, for people, God, on the streets, God. Lord, give us the compassion, God. Give us the boldness this day, God. A boldness, Lord. But Lord, give us new eyes to see. Let us have new eyes to see, God. That we don't see from a religious mindset, God. That we don't see, God, from things that are not even on your heart, God. But that you would open our eyes, God, to the reality of who you are, Jesus. Father, right now, God. Right there where you're at. Listen. I'm just going to I just I'm going to Right there where you're standing. If you want to just say, Here I am, God, that even now as we as we just come in agreement today, I'm not I'm not doing an altar call, I'm not doing any of that stuff. But right there where you're at, if you wanna just if you just wanna stand in agreement and we say, God, here I am, God, right now, God, I say, I'll say yes, God. I say yes, God. Lord, send me, God. Lord, I'm ready, God. I'll be the one that will answer the call, God. I say yes to you, Lord. Lord, right now, I will be one of those laborers today, God. Right now, in the name of Jesus, God. Lord, we stand in agreement, God, right now. And we say, Lord, send us, God. Send us, God. Right now. Father, send us, God. We declare, God, a greater glory, God. We declare, Ohio ablaze, God. We declare, God. Jesus, Jesus. Come on, Shay. Come on.